This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tinfoil Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. only debate my equals, everybody else I teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me, Mr. If You Did It, I Done It Before, I Had It, Got Mad At It, Don't Want It No More, a.k.a. If You Don't Like Me, Fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? It's your man Dame going wild. Uh, the pride of PA, the West Side landlord. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. Your mama's favorite Dame. The reason why your mama started drinking Hennessy again, because she want me to stick it all the way in. The Husky home record. I am Dame going wild. What up, though? Uh, welcome back, Shop Talk Podcast, Keep episode 65. Keep it honest, 65. I thought it was 66 this week. No, last week was the real 64, and so this is uh, 65. Anything of significance happened in 1965? Uh, when did the Tigers win their last uh, World Series? <laughs> Nigga, it ain't been that long. It was like it was like right around the riots. No, the Tigers won like way after the, the riots. Like they won in the 80s. No, dog. Yeah, the Detroit Tigers definitely won a title in the 80s. Tigers last put money World on Series. Oh, they did win in 84, but they won in 68. So okay. I was off for a couple of years. Okay. Ain't shit popping in. Let me see what's... Uh, I'm the master of useless information. That's just not a game you want to play with me because, like, I know random shit like that. About sports. And wrestling. <laughs> About fake sports. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, man, uh, what's going on, man? How was your week? Uh, week was cool. Uh, nothing crazy in my life happened this week, which is always a fucking plus for a nigga like myself. Hey, you got the you got Ebola or something? You got the swine flu? You been? No, nah, man, I woke up this morning with a stuffy nose and shit, dog. I, you know, I'm not used to that shit. I don't usually get sick. But I did eat something I wasn't supposed to eat, and uh, I, I don't think that... Uh, my defense organisms liked it. So okay. I, I made a commitment to myself because I got a birthday coming up. No more red meat to my birthday. Okay. I'm just going to give it a shot. Okay. No more red meat to a nigga, to a real nigga birthday because, yo, shout out to my homeboys. What we used to do every year for niggas' birthdays is we hit capers and we go up an ounce every year. Like you turn 26, so you, 26 ounce steak. So y'all trying to take years off your life <laughs> on your yeah, birthday. Like once you got a, <laughs> once you once niggas started making it to like 30, we was like this probably is not a good idea no more no, to nigga. go up. Y'all should go, go y'all should go down a year actually. <laughs> yeah, like I don't do 26 27 ounce steaks. How no much more. that cost? Not a lot. Like shit, I can go to Capers and eat good for like 30 bucks. It's not real meat, dog. Fuck they get this shit from. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> shit tastes amazing. But I said I'm laying off of the red meat to my birthday, then I might treat myself to a steak. A good twenty four ounce Delmonico on my birthday. But we'll see how I'm feeling. But I said at least from now until the end, like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go easy on that shit. We still gotta find a venue like ASAP. 
Yeah, the venue I wanted to, to go to is shut down by the health department. So uh, <laughs> where? Oh, <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I got we got to find something. Yeah, and it's it's, it's time crunch time. Quickly is approaching. Yeah, it's crunch time because we got to find it, promote it, and we need a little bit of time to do that shit. So hopefully we find a venue uh, the next week or so. How was your week? Anything pop off special? Uh, last week, uh, Saturday, we you know us to begin our week. Cause oh yeah, coffee talk. Yeah, I went down to the coffee top uh, premiere. Uh, shout out to Kamal Smith, uh, writer, director, star of that movie. It was a great film, man. It was really funny. It was like a certified movie. Um, it was at the Imagining Royal Oak. Okay, nice turnout. Um, red carpet, cameras, and everything. I went. I don't see no red carpet pictures of you. Um, I didn't take. Well, I took some red carpet pictures, but you know, okay. they were they were they were on the internet somewhere. You know what I mean? People better start respecting us, cause like we we coming up. Hey man, this is what it is out there. Looking sharp, have my bow tie on. You know, nice little suited up bow tie. Um, that bow tie is like your signature look. Yeah, I fuck with the bow tie. I'm never wearing a regular tie again. Can you actually tie a bow tie though? Yes, it's a sin to wear a fucking clip on or them little pit. Like, don't do that shit. Like, be a man. Okay. Like, in real life, just be a man. Tie a fucking bow tie. Go to YouTube if you don't have a man in your life, a father. Uh, go to YouTube and find out how to do the shit. But really dope movie, man. I enjoyed it. It was a good look. He packed out, like, five theaters at the same time. That's what's up. Uh, everybody watched it at the same time. And then um, I think the after party was, like, at Bosco's. I went downtown. I had a quick back to eating couple of drinks. Okay. Um, wonderful night. Wonderful night. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Shout out to Kamal Smith. He gave us a great interview. Absolutely. An amazing movie. And we just got to support shit like that around the city. Support mm-hmm. like anybody that's doing some positive shit and, and trying to make a difference in the city. But, you know, definitely get out there and support the movie. Support Kamal Smith any way you can. I know he's got some plays coming up. Yep. You think we can maybe get like a, a acting role in one of these plays? Possibly, man. I'd I'd like to see myself on somebody's stage. I think I can pull it off. Um, you know, AJ and SJ got a play that they're doing tomorrow. Um, I can't make it because I'm doing the Battle of the Sexes event tomorrow between four and seven, man. But uh, their uh, promo went right before the movie. You know okay. what I'm saying? I've been seeing them promoting on social media. Um, we got to uh, get them back in here soon. Yeah, man, for sure. We got to get them back in here soon. Speaking of return guests, we got our homeboy Paper Park coming back in a few weeks. I yes, think yes. it's back week in October. October. Yeah, yeah, October. Park will be back in the building. We get to touch base with him, see how that tour. Yeah, that tour, tour life. I got a chance to see him on tour, and he he did his thing. And that that first tour can change, nigga. And I'm waiting to hear. You didn't come to the studio that time. It was me, Park, and Dub. And Dub was playing me some amazing shit. Park was playing some some amazing shit off that. Stay committed. You know, hopefully when he come back through, he'll have a couple joints we can we can kind of premiere and uh, you know, just have a good conversation with the homie. Yeah, man. We got some really good connections since we started doing this podcast. Shit. Amazing shit. Met some real cool people, man, and you know, developed some some relationships that's uh it's pretty solid. So. People fuck with us cause we real. I mean, that's the only way I can think. Yeah, yeah. So I'm good with that. Uh yo, so we might as well just jump into shit. T V time. Um, really the only shit that we had this week was the f- season finale of Insecure. Yeah, what'd you think about it? Uh, I didn't think it was that good, honestly. It left with a lot of untied, like it left with a lot of holes in the shit. Like mm-hmm. what's going on with Issa and Lawrence or if anything will ever go on with them. Well, 
Well, I'll let you continue. Go ahead. Yeah, Issa and Lawrence. Then how she kind of reconnected and living with Daniel at the end of the episode. Molly and, you know, not being able to get it right with these niggas. She was fucking with old boy from uh, from the law firm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she really wasn't feeling them like that. And she ended up back with back in Dro arms by the end of the episode. We don't really know if Dro's in an open marriage or not. I tend, I've been a married nigga and uh you know had some had some clouds <laughs> a married nigga <laughs> yeah you know i was married for nine years i had like towards the end of it when we weren't living together like that's an uncomfortable conversation to have with women like yeah i'm not i'm not with my wife but i'm still like married people ain't really trying to hear that shit or good sure. women ain't for sure man you know i've dealt with that uh recently in the past where say yeah, I dealt with that recently in the past. Yeah, you know just that saying? ambiguity don't like, sit well with people. And you can be 100% straight up like, hey, I'm not with this young lady anymore. This is the situation. And it sounds good. You can be telling 100% truth, but most people are not used to the truth. Yeah. So it sounds like you you blowing smoke. And I can I can look at myself like, damn, it probably sounds like I'm trying to throw game. Like, no, nah, we not together, but... Into the no, it and and that's what it sounds like. I mean, like for the last like two three years, me and my ex wife were like not living in the same house, and we were still legally fucking married. You ever lived in the same house with somebody that you were no longer with? I mean, yeah. Like when I look at like towards the end of me and my ex wife relationship, like we was basically just passing by, mm-hmm. like. You know how shit be over, but don't nobody want to say it's over with. Like the that whole process has started to begin. Like the shit just needed to end. I Man, I think we should do a, a episode focused around breakups, good and bad. Not as far as like um. I mean, I guess it's how to maneuver through those and just sharing some experiences or whatever. You, I mean, we have to put some time and effort in that. It's not like an off the cuff one. No, it's but not. um, it's definitely certain ways because I mean, everybody has been through breakups, right? And there's certain ways that you probably have handled stuff good, handled stuff bad, that if you sit back and actually reflect, it can make you grow as a person. And, like, this is how I should handle these feelings and maneuver through these feelings in the future. So, I mean, I think that will be a dope episode. I don't really think I've ever had, like, a really great or good breakup. Any woman I've ever dated and we not together can probably probably throw reasonable dirt on my name. It really hasn't ended the way that we... That would have been conducive for either one of us. I'm bad at breaking up. I mean, the reason I, I bring that up is, as you kind of alluded to in the Insecure finale, I, the only portion I thought was kind of wrapped up was Issa and Lawrence because they actually finally got a little bit of closure. And they kind of did wrap that whole situation up as far as, like, when you break up with somebody and y'all angry and y'all get y'all vit out, y'all, that's the anger portion. But y'all got y'all still love each other, right? And yeah. there still needs to be some sort of conversation, and to express what I, this is what happened, this is what I meant, this is what I meant. So we'll be on the same page, and then now they can go their separate ways. I'm not one of them niggas. Closure is unnecessary for me. I don't I don't need it, and I'm not looking to help you get it. Like when I'm done, I'm fucking done. If you ain't got that's the closure. I don't know you shit. Like when we not together, we not together. Now if it's somebody that I may give a fuck about. Or hope that it's not completely over with, and that's then I handle it well, that's differently. The, that's the closure that we speaking of. Uh, 
I mean, if it's real, like I've only had like really two relationships where I've provided the young lady with some type of closure. Other than that, like you and your ex-wife has clearly had to have some sort of closure. If y'all didn't cope. Yeah, the divorce. (laughs) The divorce is closure as fuck. What I'm saying is y'all have been co-parenting for how many years now? Shit, nigga, long time, at least five, six years. Yeah, so I mean, at some point, y'all have had conversations, and like y'all are cordial, and y'all, I mean, y'all take care of the kids and all other shit. So there was some sort of some sort of closure there. Like y'all went y'all separate ways. You got your own life. She got her own life. There was something. There was a, some sort of conversation that happened throughout the. Once all the I hate shoes and fuck you bitches and all the other shit came out. You know, I can't even. I can't even necessarily say it was all that. It just at one point I just grew up. My feelings for her were different. Like I didn't have. Like once I. Like, for me, like, sex is, like, a key component. Once I start fucking you, mm-hmm. I start losing a certain certain feeling that I had, and it's, di- and it's easy for me to look at you as something different. Which is, the, I read a bunch of read-ups about this episode, and um, Insecure is probably a really great title for this um, show because, I mean, there are a lot of different insecurities when you do go through a breakup, and closure doesn't so There's a lot always, of insecurities through a relationship. For sure, but closure doesn't always end the same way, right? Closure doesn't necessarily mean it's some long, thought-out, heartfelt conversation with both. Closure may be like, hey, listen, like I don't love you no more. I don't want to be with you no more, and this is how it is. Or whatever the situation, the closure could be an argument. It don't have to be real peaceful yeah. like it was on there. But at some point, you do, you need, I, ne- I need to know finally, like, oh, nigga, this is over. Like, because if you just dip out on somebody and you never say nothing. But they they still know it's just, that it's over. People's actions indicated that it's over. You may not like how it ended, Polite but it's dish. over with. You used to watch Girlfriends on TV? Never saw it. Never mm. watched Girlfriends. You ever watched a TV show that never had a finale? And you're like, man, them niggas should have had it. They should have gave them niggas a finale. Oh, man. Because that shit don't end right. Like, do we have a truthful moment here? Yeah. Like, I don't really get in a series like that. I don't really get invested. Man, it's only like be, a couple series I, I, I really get invested lying, in, dog. man. You're lying. You don't watch TV. You don't I watch do, movies. I do watch like, TV, but like... It take a lot for me to get invested in the series. What if there was no, ep- the, there was no final even. You you watched The Wire, correct? I love The Wire. What if the last episode of The Wire never happened? Like, how would you feel? Empty. I, <laughs> you know I, like it's That's too closure. Many, it's too many. Lo- what I happened mean, to Marlo? What happened? To, exactly. There's too many losers. I need to know what happened to this situation. Like what happened to us or whatever. But or give rela- somebody that. But in a relationship, I don't need that. If it's over with, then don't fucking call me. If you see me in the streets, it ain't no beef. But we ain't got you to sound speak. Better. Nah, man, I'm just good. I'm, I'm, I'm over you, it. I'm not saying that you are. <laughs> nah, I'm just over it. That's what it sounds like, though. Nah, man, I'm just over it. And, and I'll be honest, man, I've only, I can probably count on one hand. Like, I've dealt with a lot of women in my life, but I can honestly count on one hand how many relationships that I've ever had. I'm talking, like, from a child all the way to an adult. Like, how many it relationships like, I've ever like been in. like you may have some emotional issues that you I mean, I'm probably, I'm probably, like, a little fucked up. Like, aren't we all in our own special way? Like I'm perfect. Oh, well, like, <laughs> God bless I'm you. I'm definitely a flawed person. But I mean, yeah, I'm a little fucked up when it comes to like relationships and like my dealings with women. Like, if a camera followed me like throughout my past all day, every day, they'd see some fucked up shit that I've done and dealt with so look, and, sh- and distributed out to women. I didn't know how to love a woman until I had a daughter. Like and that and like when Jay Z said that shit in the lyric, like that is real shit. I did not know what the love of a of a woman was until I held a little girl that looked just like me, and I realized yeah. like, oh shit, this is like 
this is love right here. So that's why I want to do the breakup episode because I think we can we can dive deep into all that different shit and we can bring. I got I got some um, relationship experts, so to speak, who can probably help us maneuver. We should bring like shit. an ex in here. Nah, it probably wouldn't work good for me. Maybe my ex-wife, but I don't uh, like. She really, she's a really private person. I don't know if she yeah, put that shit out here. I nah, I pass. That's a bad idea. Bad idea. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Not, we got to, I just I just don't know because that opened up old wounds, you know. Sometimes, well, I'm I'm actually cool, but I don't want to not be cool with. Yeah, I was I was moving too fast. That's <laughs> yeah, a bad yeah. idea. You don't need a a great idea or something like that. And and I when I say great, I mean horrible. Okay, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So I think that's dope. So. There's a lot of, un- but there was unanswered questions in the episode. Yo, nobody's talking about Kelly and her fucking husband and, and the shit that kind of came. Not Is it Kelly is the girl? Uh, Amanda Seals. Yeah, and her husband. Like, yeah. nobody's talking about, like, that whole scenario. How she was supposed to be watching Due North with Issa and them. That's what she told her husband. Mm-hmm. But when the, when the Texas get the thrown around, she ain't nowhere around. No. And he mentioned something at the bar talking to Lawrence about her having at another At the crib. Man. When they were yeah, watching at, his house. Yeah, about her, about her having another man at one time, but he put his foot down and he gone, and now she's pregnant. Yeah, and they did go through a silent breakup that no one knew about when they was, you know. And he was living in a hotel for yeah. about a year. You put your foot down, and another nigga put his dick in. So. Oh man! <laughs> I mean, that's what happened. You got I a mean, baby. That baby gonna come out dark skin. But we don't know if the baby's not like who the where your wife was at. When she said she was at Issa's, and Issa don't got no fucking house no more. Like where where she was at? I don't I don't know, man. Like, and she was if you're the, an adult, you don't have to check in your every fucking movement. You can go somewhere without. I mean, no, you don't have to check in. But if you do check in, you shouldn't lie. <laughs> like, don't check in. Don't tell me that you're somewhere and you're not. Just don't tell me where you at. We'll never know. Or we'll you're probably gonna know, know next season. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll know next season. But um, it's too many loose ends for me. Lawrence, you know, once again. He is very insecure with his own life and his him, him being uh, firm. He's not a very pause. He's not a very he's not he don't have a strong foundation. He don't move off his own actions and impulses. He had to take the lead for somebody else. And them two um, niggas gassed him up to get a porno or whatever her name is. Um, it might as well be porno. Yeah, we can call her a porno. <laughs> Who is absolutely cold? She's gorgeous. She is 100% cold. He should 100% be with her over Issa. They make a better couple. Him and Issa do not make a good couple. I don't know why they was together, but they don't make a good couple. But they gassed him up to be like, no, put your foot down. And he screwed that shit all the way up. Yeah. Now, granted, she seemed a little... Your friends give you bad advice. She seemed really casual and willy-nilly about that other relationship she had. It's about fucking in general. Which is not, that don't mean that you're wrong for doing that. She was just real casual. Like, yeah, I think fun. a lot of men can't handle a woman when she has a very casual type of approach to a sex. A lot of people can't handle that. Because if you're a woman in a relationship, you're like, oh, yeah, I fucked her. And then you go around the office and just be cool with her. Nigga, she not having that shit. I know. <laughs> yeah. Boy. <laughs> I know. Um, shit, even if you didn't have sex with her, you know what I'm saying? Like, most people are not. Comfortable with somebody being very casual, casual with their open about relations yeah. because they feel insecure. Yeah, sex isn't ownership. Just because somebody has sex, just because you had sex with somebody, that doesn't entitle you to shit. Right. That. Yeah. 
But that's just my opinion. Right. And like, so in your lifetime or in this particular person's, if he always equated sex with relationships and love and trust and stuff like that. So if you see somebody have sex with somebody else, you just assume there's a deeper connection because every time you've had sex with somebody, there was a deeper connection. So when you see them niggas kikiing at the water cooler, you like, fuck is going on here? Yeah, Lawrence is one of them. I read an article this week where there's like the average American has eight sexual partners in their lifetime. And Lawrence is one of them niggas. Eight? Eight. I can see that. That's great. I've had years with... I mean, for the average person, uh, I mean... So I've had double digit years, my nigga. I can I, I can one hundred percent see that. <laughs> I'm sure that doesn't surprise you. No, I'm talking about eight being the regular oh. average, which is why I said I tried to tell somebody this. Uh, I tried to tell a woman this, and she disagreed with me. But when you try to tell a woman how men think and what the real truth, they don't believe it. They want to believe what they believe. Just how when they try to tell us, we believe what we believe. I told. So, you know, there's always a double standard. Well, how come men can have sex with such and such and they be looked at as heroes and all other bullshit? I'd be like, well, they really only look at that way amongst their friends. Like, that's not the barometer that's set for them. Not at all. And the reason why that is is because most men do not be getting pussy like that. Like, from all these different random, exotical, beautiful women. It don't happen. It It doesn't happen like that for everybody. But there are some people that you may know who are able to do that with ease. He'd be like, damn, I can't do that shit. How come my man be with a new one all the time? So that quote-unquote admiration, because you're doing something that I can't, that I want to do. I want to have sex with all these women. I want to be able to talk to a stranger and blah, blah, blah. And everybody can't do that. Yo, my therapist told me when I was doing that shit that it was a form of like self-hatred. It could be. That I didn't, that like I didn't have a, a specific type of love for myself just to invest in me and one person. You know what? Unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, you may fit in this particular category. And I heard this shit, and I was like, damn, that shit cold. So was it Michael Eric Dyson? I love Dr. Michael Eric Dyson. He said the problem is with men, oftentimes African-American men, is we love vertically and not horizontally. So you will respect your mother, because she's above you, and you respect your daughter because she's below you, but you won't respect anybody that's on the same level with you. So whether it be wife, um, teacher, whatever, anybody on that same level you don't respect. You respect the person above you and respect the person below you, but you never respect anybody on that level. And I never thought about that. And a lot of niggas, they do love their mom. Oh, yeah, these are my kids, but treat everybody else in their life like shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, there's something behind that. I don't know what it is behind that, but there is something, you know what I'm saying, behind that. That's that's an interesting theory. I mean, yeah. love is, I don't know, it's one of them things that, like, I always believe, men, we don't talk about love enough. So we confuse certain feelings, certain shit that we go through. Mm-hmm. Like, if you ever see, like, a nigga be heartbroken, like, that's, like, that'll break a man. You know what I'm saying? I got homeboys of mine that went through heartbreak. And shit, I can even, not even speaking for my homeboys, like, even speaking for myself, I done went through heartbreak and that shit done fucking broke me. For sure. So, I mean, but pe- but first, we don't talk about that shit. I didn't get over my first, I didn't know that I wasn't over my first breakup for, like, years, until li- years later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I carried anger with me. I didn't realize that until I got older. Like, damn, like, I really wasn't moving correctly after this. Yeah. Because, you know... Especially like we be on some high school shit and you know, like you this is your first experience and when that shit don't go right, 
You be like, you be like on some fuck the world shit. Not fuck the world, but like you don't be moving. Fuck these right. hoes is what niggas yeah. be on. So I told like so I am friends with all my exes and shit. We had conversations. She was like, you used to be like really, really mean to me afterwards. Like you wouldn't talk to me, you wouldn't blah blah blah. I was like, well, what? Because <laughs> she wanted to be friends and shit. I'm like, what you expect? Like, no. Nah. But it it took a while, and I was like, damn, I didn't realize like what was going on. Yeah, you gotta learn. You gotta and learn you, yourself, and you learn. You learn a lot of shit about dealing with the aftermath of breakups, mm-hmm. and maybe that's what the next season. Maybe that's what we're gonna get some somewhere in the next season of Insecure. Absolutely. Um, other than that, man, I don't know if you have you noticed that during this season, Insecure, outside of the the regular topics, she has been slowly and quietly adding social commentary in there. Yeah, if you look at all every shirt that she wears, like in the beginning scene, she wore the the FBI kill Fred mm-hmm. Hampton shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was another another good one. The this scene. this last week she had the red the red crew neck that said niggas on the front. Mm-hmm. Like she also, I mean, the scene where Lawrence lost his wallet when he got harassed by the police for no reason. Like that scene seemed like it didn't fit. I know he ex- explained how he lost his wallet and why he. Ended up with the threesome with the two white girls, but that was that was repar- that threesome was reparations, right? But this year, I mean, this last episode was about gentrification. You know what I'm saying? She she walking through the walking through the streets of Inglewood. I would now they call it the Iwood, and then you see all the places that she walked by was closed down. And it's like, didn't this used to be a such and such? Oh yeah, but it's a new coffee shop now, and then her rent got raised or whatever. So like that whole little gentrification thing. It was like in the back. I saw it loud and clear, but it was like in the background. No one actually spoke to it, but like it was very clear that what she was doing, and I respect that. Yeah, gentrification is real. I don't. I want to see that shit stop in my city. All right, man. Uh, new iPhone event happened on Tuesday. It did. It did. I've been conflicted about this new iPhone, but I'm gonna say something that's probably gonna be unpopular. I don't give a fuck what people think. You know, and I was me and you just had a conversation about it. I was really conflicted about the new iPhone. If I get it, so the fuck what? When people talking about it being a thousand dollar phone, no, I'm not going to go into T-Mobile and swipe my card and give them niggas a thousand dollars. I may for that fucking iPhone. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. If they like my current iPhone, I pay like an extra twenty eight bucks a month mm-hmm. for my iPhone for my iPhone seven plus. I lease that shit. Every time another phone come back out, I send this motherfucker back. They give me two, three hundred dollar rebate. I just put that down toward the next phone. I mean we already did the math. I think it's like an extra it would be like an extra five dollars a month for my bill. So I mean I'm not I'm not losing nothing. The only reason I may not get to ten is like what we talked about. It's a smaller phone essentially. I don't really like the small ass right. phone, bigger screen, but a smaller phone. Yeah, so, so I mean, it's I wait till next year to maybe bump all the way up. But I might get an eight, I might get a ten. I see how I'm feeling, but I'm not. Like I'm not it? gonna turn my back on my iPhone well, products. Oh my right god, now. that's a thousand dollars, nigga. My this seven plus one hundred twenty eight gig was like nine hundred thirty on. Okay, like the Galaxy Note is like nine hundred and some change for like, you niggas that use Android. This is just what it costs, fam. Like I don't know what to tell you. Like the 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 years of paying one ninety nine for a new phone, that shit was over dead. three years ago. You can get a new phone for one ninety nine. It ain't gonna be this. Yeah, I might cash out on the phone. Like some, I might. Like if you cash out on the phone, guess what? Next year you sell that bitch for a third of the well, not a two 
two-thirds of the cost unlocked. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, it's all right, dog. It's, it'll be okay. Yeah, I always sell my old iPhones, and I just use that money towards the next one. I don't like, I ain't dying. Now, I'm not going to make a life or death decision. Like, is it going to be keeping my lights right, on to right, get a right, new right, iPhone? Right. Well, no, I'm going to keep the fucking lights on. I mean, I'm going to be responsible as far as that. But, like, people spend their money on weird things. Like, you can make a, a post about somebody buying a new iPhone and they shouldn't buy it. Well, how about I make a post about you going eating fast food two times a day all week? Because I can, that's 200 hours you done blew through. Then let's take at that, least two hundred. And let's talk about that two hundred dollars times four. Now you don't do eight hundred dollars this month on fast food, and you crying to me about a thousand dollar iPhone. You spending that shit every month. Go to the fucking grocery store. Go bake a meal at home. Yeah, or just <clears throat> or maybe you got a maybe you got a Starbucks kick where you go get you a, a, a caramel latte, whatever the fuck them shits is. <laughs> Can I can I say something since we spoke about Starbucks? Yeah, I've never had Starbucks. I, I've had not like, once. I've had a, a chai tea from there. I don't drink coffee, and no. I've never had to drink a cup of coffee ever. I've never had Starbucks. I don't know what they serve. I don't know how to order that shit. I, I'd be lost if you sent me to Starbucks. I've had two teas from there, and I was with somebody both times, and they ordered it for me, and it's just tea. Like I'm not. I'm twelve dollars. <laughs> right, <laughs> it was probably about that because I don't know what the fuck she got, but yeah, it's it's probably about that. Never had Starbucks, so I don't I don't get it. But got- we all got our thing that we like to spend money on. Some people is tattoos, gym shoes, them nice ass bags, bundles. Yeah, like you spend your money on what you want to spend it on. If I choose to get the phone, you know, thank God for blessing me with the ability to get it and pay for it and maintain my life. But I'm not gonna make a life or death decision. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. In life, the world will continue to rotate. Life will continue to fuck on. It will. Like, it's it's not that serious unless you got an Android and fix your life. I don't know what to say. Shit. <laughs> Shout out to Cool Breeze. This nigga be so mad. I know, I, be, I know. I be, <laughs> this nigga Cool Breeze be so mad. I'll be on his head, too. Should we have, should we have bring him to homie court for, for yeah, the Android? Dog. Yeah, dog. Me and Mike about the Mike, he, um... Muddy, he got the uh, he got an Android. He coming over to the dark side too, though, and he trying to convince uh, Cool Breeze. But I mean, he got the MacBook. He DJ what he won't use a. He like I don't get it. I'm like fam, would you use a Windows machine or or a MacBook? He's like I'm only gonna use my MacBook. Like that's how we feel about yeah, the Android I, shit. Cause guess what? Ain't nothing wrong with the Android. The shit work. Like it's a good it's a phone. phone. Like you know what I'm saying. The shit start off as a joke. It's like an inside joke. Like I don't really care, and like yeah. in real life. But I mean, I would rather text blue bubbles. Shit, what you want me to say? Yeah, you know, I feel a certain type of way when I see them greens pop up. Like, fam, go get you a four S for like fifty bucks and just text me from that phone. <laughs> <laughs> and when people talk about the cost of the phone, we were saying that like the first iPhone when it came out, six hundred dollars, and it didn't do shit. And didn't do shit. Nigga, it wasn't no app store. It was all web apps. It said it had. Safari, calculator, <laughs> notepad. It was an iPod with a phone option. Nigga, that bitch, think about that, dog. $600 in 2007 when you was paying 50 bucks for your flip phone yeah. or free, $600. Free when you get a new phone, free when you sign up. Yeah. So, I wasn't trying to let go of my Blackberry in 2006. So 10 years later, you look at that iPhone, just iPhone versus iPhone 10 for $1,000. It's worth the phone I'll upgrade. I'm just saying. It is what it is. Are you going to pay it and get the phone or you're not? But like, so for for example, if you're a regular person that just talk and text, 
Like, keep the phone that you got. Like, don't go get a new one. Me, on the other hand, I'm a different type of nigga. <laughs> you the technology snob. You yeah, gotta have. I'm a, I'm a different type of nigga, so it is what it is. Um, speaking of iPhones, something came across my iPhone this week. What's that? I, I don't. I, I'm having a hard time figuring out what it is, but allegedly it's Wendy Williams. Oh <laughs> man, Wendy at the beach with that saggy ass bikini, yo. I can go in on this shit for a long ass time. Wendy Williams looked like a fucking mess in that bikini. It was saggy. I don't know what the hell is going on with her face, her body. She looks she looks terrible. Um, like them aliens off of uh, Men I'm, in Black. I was about to say I'm not convinced that it's a human being. Look like the skin was sagging. Like the the the, the bug didn't put the skin suit no, on. Man. The skin suit wasn't on all the way. Like somebody's fucking that though. Somebody is knocking that down. You ever seen her husband? Yeah. Quite suspect. Like it's an arranged marriage or something? No, I'm just... uh, So listen, here's my theory. I may have shared this with you. I may have shared this on a podcast. Who knows? Um, You know why Wendy Williams looks like that? Go ahead. I don't know why. Why? It's like a bad knock-knock joke. No, this is Tupac fault. Okay, I remember you saying that. Tupac ruined Wendy Williams. He said... And I quote, I'm going to put a $200,000 hit on you through Jenny Craig so somebody can come find your fat ass and smoke you. Uh, he, he went off on Wendy Williams so bad because Wendy Williams used to be really, really big. Yeah. And then she started doing all that surgery and all that weight loss shit, and that's why she looked at that way. But wait, there's more. Pac also ruined Little Kim. Yeah, he did throw them shots at Kim. Lil' Kim, seems you haven't checked the weight scale lately. You are not Lil' Kim. You fat Kim. You tramp. That's what he said in the background to toss it up. It was low, but if you listen at the end, that's what he was saying. And that's when she started doing all that lipo and surgery and she started fucking with her image and shit. Like, Because once, once somebody publicly embarrass you on your looks, that shit start fucking with you, man. It does. And I think he, he ruined both of them. Damn, that's a really good theory. Yeah, I think that's 100%. For me, I think that's what happened to them, dog. You'd be like, Kim, you were so, like, why'd you start messing with She was beautiful. She was beautiful. I used to have a poster for her. I called her ugly. I used to have a poster for hardcore up in my room. Caught her fat. Ruined her. Like, damn, y'all niggas set me up. I'm just going to call you fat and ruin your life and shit. Now, 25 years later, you still fucked up out here. She look like an old Chinese woman now. Definitely. Damn. Looking like uh, Joan Rivers and shit. Today, this week was the anniversary of Pac's murder. September 13th. Yeah. Where were where were you when they announced that shit? Uh, ninth grade at Cass. Um, I remember walking in the lunchroom and talking about that shit that day. Next day, man, that shit hurt. Yeah. That shit really hurt. Like, that shit fucked me up. You know what I'm saying? Like, Pac? Like, I mean, at that point, you couldn't tell me shit wrong about Pac. Like I, I, I didn't, I didn't fuck with, I didn't listen to Mob Deep because of Pac. <laughs> I didn't fuck with. Never in my life did I thought that I think he would die, and it may just sound ignorant for me to say that. Like I just thought he'd take the shots, be all right, like and come back out with like another dog ass album. If you, I never once thought that Tupac was gonna die. Yeah, he got shot on a September seventh, but you know he died seven days later. Yeah, the seven day theory, <laughs> um, but. Damn, man. That's fucked up. It is. But uh, shout out to Tupac, man. The greatest of all time. 
I'm not I'm not gonna co-sign that one. Uh, we got Who was another- greater than Tupac. We're not talking about rapping and skills. Like, think about this. Greater in terms of what? You got there's gotta be some measuring stick. Totally. Tot- all this shit that we like about Tupac happened in three years. Between ninety four and ninety six. In three years, it's twenty five years later, damn near, and we still infatuated with Tupac off of I'm three not. years of, of I'm not. Okay, but the world is. I don't know. I don't like. I'm not. No, it's, there is not a. I don't know. You I'm gonna tell gonna, me that the Pac is not still ran? They just was a Tupac movie this year. Like what the fuck? I'm not gonna say that there's certain things about Tupac that aren't still relevant. I don't. I'm not interested in hearing any more found basement ass Tupac verses. But I'm still like, interested in all the Tupac old music currently, right now. I mean, you're not the biggest Tupac fan. No, I'm not. But um, all eyes. But I'm not gonna sit here and say like all eyes on me still isn't a solid ass album to this day. All I'm saying is, off of three years of work, he's highly. He's you give somebody top five, Tupac name is normally one, two, or three. In my book, he's always he's he's like like so. Ali is the greatest. Ali's not the best fighter ever. He's not the the most talented, the most. But he's the greatest because everything that encapsulates who I got he you. is. I got you. So I think Pac is a goat. Okay. That's it's fine. a goat. That's a fine. goat. You, you're entitled to your opinion. Doesn't have to be right. We got another anniversary this week. Eight years ago, Michael Jordan was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. And after his induction speech, he sat down, he began to cry, which gave Michael Jordan crying me. Which gave us one of the most iconic memes ever, the Michael Jordan crying face. Michael Jordan is the GOAT, and he's the GOAT. (laughs) In two different arenas. I mean, Jesus, that's the best meme of all time. Yeah, it's iconic. You can apply apply the Michael Jordan crying face to damn near anything. Yeah, though. Shout out to Kobe Bryant. He's getting both his numbers retired. That's the right way to do it. What, what, like they, what they other retired four five, didn't they? For Jordan? Ah, uh, don't give me the lion. I don't know. Like I no, mean, because Denzel Valentine wore forty five for the Bulls. When? Last season. Really? Yeah. Who the fuck is Denzel Valentine? He came out of Michigan State, got drafted oh, by the Bulls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh, duh, duh. He played in the D League for a good portion of the season. He wore forty five. Yes, he wore 45. That's a fucking travesty. What the fuck is going on in the Chicago front office? I don't think that's that big of a deal. We know Michael We know Michael Jordan for being number 23. He wore 45 for, what, a season and a half? We know Michael Jordan is 23. I don't want to hear no iconic 45 shit. Like, no. Nigga, don't wear the 45 jersey, fam. Nigga, this is some, I, nigga, Jordan wore this bitch. This is Jordan number. No, Jordan number is 23. It's Jordan number is 23. Is six and is forty five. His Olympic number should be retired. Come on, like, let's let's. let's Nigga, don't act like I ain't come back. Drop a double nickel in the garden wearing the four five. Like I don't got classic signature J's right now to come out with the forty five stitch in the back of them bitches. Yeah. Nigga, forty five is a fucking matter of fact. And then. It was so iconic, nigga. I took that bitch off and run the 23 from the rafters. and came. Like, nigga, everything about 45 was great. Are bro. you really bringing it from the rafters if it's your numbers? Like, you can do what the fuck you want to with it. But they did. They <laughs> take that bitch from the rafters. Like, I mean, saying, hey, dog, fucking Denzel Valentine shouldn't be wearing no fucking 45. How disrespectful. Well, look, he wore number 45. I don't know if they, 
they clearly never retired 45 in Chicago. Only 23 was retired, and I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. I think they should retire 23 like they did Jackie Robinson number. No, nobody wore this bitch across all the, all the joints. Maybe once LeBron is done playing, they'll, that's what they'll do. Shit, whack. Maybe that's what they'll do. While we while we talking about NBA, a really controversial list was put out by ESPN, ranking the top 100 players, and Carmelo Anthony came in at number 64, right underneath Lonzo Ball, who has never played a real NBA game yet. You know, now for a minute I was on my Carmelo slander because I do believe that in some aspect, Carmelo is not a franchise player. He's not gonna bring. He's not gonna bring you no title. He's so, a man, good secondary. Carmelo's like a Scottie Pippen. Let me ask you a question: Is in order to be a franchise player, must you win a ring? I'm not saying you must win a ring, but you need to have your team. Franchise players have their team in that race every year. No, a franchise you, player means I build a franchise around this player. Like that's literally what it means. But it. But you got to bring a little bit more than that, man. I mean, that's what it means, though. Okay. No, I don't believe Melo's a franchise player. I don't. But do I still believe, like, he's a dangerous scorer? But he's, like he, he's been a franchise player. Like, every time he went to a team, they tried to build the team around him. You cannot build a team around Melo. It's just too many deficiencies in this game. I don't. I don't know. That too many mean. deficiencies, and he makes too much money for you to build, for you to give him the type of support and gas that he needs. He takes too much of a hit to the salary cap for you to give him some real help. And that's what's plagued Melo and the fact so, that he plays for the Knicks and they haven't made good front office decisions. And, what, like, so the Knicks haven't made good front office decisions and you, you wasn't about to win no fucking championship in Denver, period. No. Like, so, I mean, he get knocked Well, he not a friend. Like, he played in Denver. They wasn't winning a fucking championship. He could have went to Chicago when D. Rose was still in MVP form and them niggas could have made a, a good tandem in the East. In 2009? Yeah. Because that's the last time D. Rose played a full season and he was MVP. Yeah, they. I think it was somewhere around then where, where they were trade talks to Melo to Chicago. Melo was not coming out the West and beating Kobe's at that time when he was like, it's just. It's much easier to make it to the finals coming out the East. For sure. Because the balance of power in the East is literally two, two to three teams right now. You got Toronto, Boston, and, and whether Whether. Melo can win a championship or other bullshit. You're not about to find 62 other people that you'll pick up before Melo, dog. It's just not the truth. No, it's not. <laughs> like I wanted to slant I did slander Melo for a minute, but like when I when I came back, like when I slept on it, I was wrong. Nigga, they got DeAndre Jordan ranked top 20. DeAndre fucking Jordan. Game like, is hella one dimensional. Like I what? I can't get that to him. DeAndre, they got Blake Griffin ranked like 17 or something. Nigga didn't even play last year. Like No. Like, really? Like, they was trying to get rid of Blake Griffin all last year and the year before. The only reason Blake Griffin is still in, still a Clipper is because Chris Paul fucking left. Plain and simple. Yeah, niggas don't like Chris Paul, though. Like, they hate Chris Paul on that team. Like, in general, like, people don't like Chris Paul. I don't see I, why. I, I don't understand why, but I don't work with him, so whatever. Yeah. But there's no way I believe Melo's 64 play is the 64th best player in the NBA. That's why I don't fuck with ESPN. I ain't That's watch, why I don't fuck with List. I don't fuck with ESPN. I ain't watch ESPN in a good month. I'm not fucking with ESPN. 
This ain't the only outlandish shit that they did this week. Oh, no, they was trying to censor Jamil Hill and kick her off a 6 p.m. Or not, I don't want to say kick her off, but not let her air on the 6 p.m. Sports Center because she called Donald Trump a white supremacist. First of all, Jamil Hill spoke the motherfucking truth. Donald, Donald Trump is a white supremacist. Plain and simple. Plain and fucking simple. Uh, you should... In the workplace, maybe certain things aren't appropriate to be said, but you're always still entitled to your opinion. And I think ESPN is in murky waters by trying to, you know, let something that she said in the court of public opinion, you know, fuck with her, fuck with her job. Yeah, she said um, Donald Trump is a white supremacist who has surrounded himself um, with a white supremacist. And she quoted some of the policies and different things. And then... um, ESPN made a statement saying that they don't so they don't stand behind her statement. They talked to her, and she recognizes that those comments were inappropriate. They made the apology for her initially. Show me what a lie is in them comments. And she ain't delete the tweets either. Like she's not real about one. to. You know she's not saying? about to. They still love. Where Jamil Hill from? Nigga from the D. Come All on, right. Man. All right. But shout out to Jamil Hill because no, I'm not deleting these tweets. It was the truth, and guess what? Your company should not be able to censor you outside of work, period. Even I, if you're a public figure, though, essentially? What does that mean? It's not a public company. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care. I work at wherever I work at. You can't censor me. My First Amendment right is universal. I didn't say this at work. If I was in... The office building, going around in meetings and shit saying, hey, the president of the United States is blah, blah, blah. Using your office email yeah, and shit like that. That's different. Able- this is not an ESPN Twitter account. This is my personal account. And you can't dictate my personal beliefs. There's just no, there's, you can't dictate my personal beliefs. Just not it. It's not a morality clause. Like I didn't do anything immoral. Yeah. You know, sometimes there are clauses where you can't, you know, get arrested, do dumb shit like that. But this is not a moral issue. Like, this is my First Amendment, right? And then for the White House press secretary to you go out there. You said it was a fireable offense. So let's let's just get something straight here and put this in perspective. Um, a government employee is trying to censor someone from the media and get them fired for criticizing a government employee. I thought we had a free press here. Like, that's the... Fake news. That is one of the most important things in order to keep a... Um, in order to have a democracy, you have to have a free press. The press has to be able to say what they want. And she is a a, a, a columnist. Mem- yeah. She writes. She's a writer. She is a on, on- A journalist. She's a member of the media, and you can't censor that. Yeah. And for the press secretary to say that, aren't you the third press secretary? Like, uh, it might be somebody fourth, else next week. Yeah. The fourth press. And then, I mean, for Fat Fedora wearing motherfucker, we never going to say his name on here either. To get up there and all these different people keep saying, why, why would someone say that about the president? What, what world are y'all living in? Look, this is when, when people tell me that they support 45, this is always the argument that I give. You're entitled to feel how you feel. You vote for whoever the fuck you want to vote for. It's not my place to sway people's political opinions. But if you can look me dead in the face and tell me in seven months on the job that he has done a good job, you're a fucking idiot. Man, I deal in good. A motherfucking idiot. I deal in right, wrong, good, and evil. 
what's good for people, what's bad for people. I don't care what side of the fence you're on, left side, right side, all that bullshit. You're going to tell me that Donald Trump is good for the people or he's bad for the people. Like, on some common sense, look at the word. Like, you telling me what he's doing currently is good or bad. Just help, just help you make it make sense. Make it make sense to me. You know what I mean? So, it's, it's wild. And you can't. But ESPN did the now, that, that weak-ass um, slight apology that they try to do for her. Just a statement that they kind of put out there to, to glaze it over. But what happened on behind the scenes is apparently, well, she won. That was Wednesday. Yeah. And her and Michael Smith, they did their regular 6 o'clock show on Wednesday. She, you know. Acting like nothing wrong because nothing wrong. Yeah, because I'm at work and I'm yeah. a professional when I'm at work. But allegedly behind the scenes, they tried to take her off of the air on that day and replace the host with another black host. And Michael Smith said, I'm not doing the show without her. So there's that. So then they went to go get two other people and said, we want y'all to do the show. And they was like, yeah, we're not doing that. So they scrambled around and had to call her back and say, we need y'all to do the show. Now, ESPN denies that this happened, but I know what happened because shortly after, Jamel Hill posted a picture with the, the two said people. It said, shout out to my um, the Black National Journalist Association for coming in to check in on me and holding me down, blah, blah, blah. And the alleged people who was like, nah, we not fucking with that. And Michael Smith was all in the picture. Shout out to Jamil Hill. Yeah. Shout out just, to Michael Smith. And shout out to the other two, man. You know, your your coworkers kind of taking a stand and having your back on shit. Like that that means something. Yeah. That for means sure. something. And I and I I don't have no problem with what she said. I don't have no problem with the stance on it. If you're still supporting forty five in September twenty seventeen, you're a fucking dummy. Uh you see he kinda back he kinda back talking that wall and the whole DACA situation. Uh that they are currently so, so I heard this is this was news to me. I heard what he was actually doing with DACA may not actually be a bad idea. Um and Obama did bring DACA up, right? Mm-hmm. But he even Obama didn't actually agree with it. And they play I listened to some audio because essentially the president cannot make new law. Like that's Congress's job. And he says specifically like I can't like create a law to to basically supersede. There's already a plan in place for immigrants who come over here and undocumented people, blah blah blah. So I just can't like make some shit up, um, just to supersede that. A year or so later, he actually did. He put that in place, and it was a band aid. So I put that in place until Congress can come together and actually create a law. But that can't stay there forever. So allegedly, what Trump was doing is one. He has a, a group of people who. He has to appease because he got elected on some racial white power. I hate Mexicans type shits and immigrants type shit. So I have to appear that I'm appeasing them. But also I have to bring this up so Congress can literally go and actually make it a law. And then it actually sticks. So something actually had to happen for Congress to have to bring it up and actually have to do a vote on it to make it actually stick. So even though this sound, it it looked like it was really fucked up, it actually is probably going to turn out to the good because they can actually vote on it and actually become an actual law now. Um, And that's what's best for everybody. That wall is never going to fucking happen. No, wall never happening. It's never going to happen. Mexico ain't paying for it. I don't see how he's going to get the United States to pay for it, but that wall's never fucking What does it benefit? I don't know, man. I just... What's the problem with with Mexico? Nothing. 
I, I don't get it. Like, wh- what happened? Like, why? Why? I don't get it. What, what's wrong? That's just the demographic that he's playing to. I'm not for any type of separation, man. You know what I'm saying? The people over here and they doing. I, I'm not for separation by race. I am uh, for separation by behavior. All y'all dumb niggas get on get on one side of the country, <laughs> like, and everybody else get on this side of the country. But what if I don't want to be dumb? Can I come back over to the other soon side? As you, of the soon country? as you display uh, some common sense, you can come back on this side of the country. Dog. <laughs> like, what would you think? So look at this. I said this. I threw this out there one time, and um, because I think different. Let's just call a spade a spade. Okay. <laughs> so let's just say you had one side of the country was blacks only. One side of the country was white only. And whatever, only, only, only. And then you had this middle section where, like, if you want to be integrated and live life like, you know, like normal people should live, then you live in this area. So if you're one of those people who can't stand black people, you only want to see white people, or you one of the black people who can't stand white people. Only want to see like you got that option to go live in an area where it's just like that. But when you come over here, when the rest of the people here who wants to live like normal, they don't care about color and everything. If you don't, if you got a problem, go over there, dog. Like we over here chilling. Like you got your area. My father used to say all the time, "If y'all not having, if y'all can't get along, separate." Like, that's what me and my brother get into it. Like, if you can't get along, separate. And I, I think about that shit all the time in, so, in relationships and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, look, if y'all are not that's getting a good along, rule. separate. Now, I'm not for forced segregation. Like, you can't live here. But if you don't want to be with nothing but your own people, nigga, go over there with that shit. You go over there with that shit. And for the rest of us in the middle of the country, we just going to live our life like it's golden. You know what I'm saying? We going to love and be whatever we want to be, blah, blah, blah. But, like. I don't necessarily know how that would be wrong, or well, not necessarily wrong, but like, try it's it out. wrong as fuck. Try it out for a week or two, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, go over there. There's too many moving parts that wouldn't make that shit possible. I, know, I we, mean, it's it's a good theory. You know what I'm saying? Like, I bet. I don't you, even want to say it's a good theory, but it's a theory. I'm saying you shouldn't have nothing else to complain about. You over there with your white Aryans? You over here with the Africans and shit? Like, everybody one, should be happy. One area smell like wet dog hair and bologna. The other one. That's a very, that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a stereotype, my friend. I'm just throwing out there. It's like, yeah. that's very slurish. You know what I'm saying? I didn't say which area. I know. We know that, like, that's like saying one area gonna smell like chicken and water billet. Like, I know what you're getting at, fam. That could be, could be, could be seen as offensive. You know what I'm saying? I got four white friends. <laughs> <laughs> I love white people. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> That's random. All right, man. We um, one more one more thing, dog. I was I was kind of um, I'm gonna do who answers this. Yeah, and I got to get my music pick for the week. So yeah. go go ahead, go ahead, hit us with the who answers this. My who answers this for this week goes to somebody that. Our community used to embrace back in the day. Hulk Hogan? I don't know why we used to embrace this man. Why well, I do know we we embrace this man. We embrace anybody who said they from Detroit, whether they are or, or, or not. Uh, I know where this is going. Uh, but this gentleman who is a, a avid Trump supporter, Republican, a racist, um, a Confederate flag supporter, and musician, Kid Rock. No, he he's uh allegedly he's about to run for senator. He's on he's on he just did a, his first concert 
the first, first of six sold out shows at the new Little Caesars Arena. Yeah. And um, he made a statement. He said, I like black people. I like white people. But I don't like anybody more than I like the red, white, and the blue. I know exactly what the fuck that means. Like, we can speak in, they like to call it, that's a dog whistle. You know what I'm saying? Like, you speaking that code of language. I know exactly what the fuck that means. Um, and he's been a racist his whole fucking life. My man just put me up on this shit. Back in, like, 1992, um, the Insane Clown Posse made a song called um, Rebel. And I guess, like, Kid Rock used to make racist comments, say nigger and shit like that, made a song about his uh, his um, the flag. He referred to it as his rebel flag or whatever. And so they've been beefing for, like, 25 fucking years and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he's always been this way. I don't know how he just got, like, wrapped up in the quote-unquote hip-hop community and shit. Used to be on BET and, like... He was pandering to the audience to make make a couple dollars and get out there. But he got his ass up there and got on Donald Trump's um, campaign trail or whatever. And he's going to go and run for senator of Michigan against Debbie Stabenow. And he could fuck around and win, dog. Stranger things have happened. We've seen a reality TV star essentially become the president of the United States of America. So stranger things can happen. But who mans is this? Like, so after every speech, I mean, after every concert, he gets up there and gives a, you know what I'm saying, a little political speech. And, it, and behind it, it says, like, Kid Rock for Senate and shit like that. 2018. Kid Rock 18. Yeah. So, can, is anybody vouching for him? I've seen a lot of shit this week. Because, you know, they had, uh, his he was down there this week, and they had, like, the people out there with the Confederate flags and shit like that. And, uh I just, I just, I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it, dog. Like, I don't get how y'all can come out here with y'all losing ass flags. Y'all lost the war, dog. Y'all lost. Y'all niggas out here with participation trophies and shit and putting the bitches in the <laughs> sky. No, dog, get your certificate the fuck out of here. Y'all lost. But um, he's not my man. Who's claiming? Who's claiming Kid Rock? I don't know. Uh, apparently the people that are selling out the Little Caesars Arena hey man, for fuck, six fucking nights. Fuck Kid Rock. He ain't, I, I'm writing this article talking about in his hometown of Detroit. He sold out. Nigga, you, it's not your hometown. Fam. You know, that, really, that shit really kind of pissed me off when people claim to be from here. Clawson isn't Detroit. You River ain't, Rouge ain't Detroit. To quote, Ferndale, Royal Oak, that's not Detroit. To quote Eminem, you ain't seen a fucking mile road south of 10. Yeah. <laughs> like, nigga, <laughs> Fuck out of here. That's not Detroit. I don't like when niggas claim that shit and they not from my fucking city. Uh, I'm not rocking with Kid Rock and nothing nothing the fuck that he's talking about. Ever since, I've never been a fan of his music. Ever. I mean, I can't name you. Too much American flag, fam. I don't trust nobody with American flag on their porch in 2017. I don't. Maybe if you're a vet. Maybe if you're a vet, but nah, I can't rock with it. I can't rock with it. I don't trust you. I'm glad to see the protests and people getting out and kind of speaking their minds about the whole Kid Rock situation. Uh, to quote uh, another member that we've had here before, you don't belong in Detroit. You don't belong in Detroit. So I don't know who he is, but whose man's is this? Yeah. Kid Rock. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of it. All the way up out of here. Uh, my week, my pick for Dame's Pick of Music of the Week comes from a group 
that I used to really fuck with. They kind of disbanded, but they came back together and recently dropped a, a new album. D12? Nah. <laughs> I feel like it was a little... No, I like D12. Okay. Let's continue. Uh, the Cool Kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Special edition Grandmaster dropped yesterday. I've always been a fan of the Cool Kids. And, go, uh, go watch them, motherfucker pager. Yeah. That, I love that shit. Always been a fan of the Cool Kids. This new album that's dropped, uh, I done gave it a listen pretty much all day today. I've invested in my Apple Music and put it to good use. But I'm loving it so far. I like that combination uh, of them two together, the production, the rhymes. It fits. And I think, you know, that's how, sometimes that's kind of lost in music right now, having a cohesive sound. Mm-hmm. Them two together, they sound good. Shit don't don't sound like they missed a beat. And I can't wait to see, you know, what kind of comes up from it, some of, some of the visuals that are soon to drop. But I'm excited about this Cool Kids project. You should fuck with it just like I did. Because I'm smart. I listen to good music. And you want to be smart like Dame and listen to good music. So you should fuck with this Cool Kids album. Plain and simple. Uh, I feel like there was something else that came out this week that I was really fucking with. Well, it kind of came out like last week. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Action Bronson. <laughs> Blue Chip 7000 dropped last week. I see I see a look of disbelief on your face. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not oh, kidding. Okay. <laughs> I was definitely looking at the camera because my no, 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 I, heart I, dropped. I, I caught it. I caught it. Uh, so Action Bronson and Blue Chip 7000 dropped like a week ago. Dope-ass album, too. I'm a huge fan of Bronson. Uh, everything that's over at Viceland, his show, Fuck That's Delicious, and he makes good fucking rap music. You can say whatever you want to about him. Bronson's got bars. Um, I fuck with that. I got a music pick this week, though. This um, isn't your segment of the show. Though. I know. I'm, I'm still want to say it. Okay. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to put that out there. I like I don't. I don't interrupt <laughs> whose man's is this. Oh shit. Hey man, I just want to say though, uh, shout out to New Face on Instagram. Uh, he posted it something earlier today, uh, music wise, and I went and checked it out, and it was pretty dope. It's a song called New One by Sky Morales. It is a smooth ass track, dog. It's dope as fuck. Check okay, it out. I'm, I'm not hip to it. I wasn't either. Like, it was totally new, and I listened to it, I'm like, nigga, this shit cold. Okay. So I just sampled some of our other music. This song's dope. Okay, well, I'm going to have to look for it then. So now we kind of get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Yeah, we're getting a little serious now. Because a lot of you niggas like to play CSI detective. Something tragic happened this week with the young lady in Chicago that they found dead in the deep freezer. And, you know, just the court of public opinion and how that plays into to cases like this. Yeah, man, it's... um. Kadika Jenkins is the, the young lady's name, and... Yeah. um. She lost her life. We're not really sure how yet, um, but she lost her life uh, last week now, about a week or so ago now. And the uh, story hit the internet, and it made its rounds rather quickly. And I've just been I've been captivated with it. I've been looking at it all week, man. I, I can't stop looking at it, and I just felt so bad. I felt so sad because I was reading all these different stories, and I'm looking like, well, damn, is that true? I'm seeing screenshots of conversations from people and shit like that. Like, is this shit true? So, I mean, if you haven't heard, um, the story is that um, a young girl went to a little kickback at a hotel with some, I'm using air quotes, some friends, guys, girls, you know what I'm saying? One of her best friends was there, though, you know what I'm saying? So, and 
her friends lost track of her. And, you know, about four or five o'clock in the morning, they came back to the room. They couldn't find her. Um, her phone and her keys were in the room. Um, and they searched for her and they couldn't find her. So they left. They called her mom, said we can't find her. Um, and they left. And this was like a, I guess technically this was a Saturday. It was Friday night moving into Saturday, Saturday morning. morning. Yeah. So her family looked for her all Saturday and went up to the hotel room, the hotel, try to get like surveillance. And from my understanding, the hotel told them that they weren't able to show them like surveillance stuff without like a, a missing person report. And, you know, it takes a certain amount of time to file a missing person Because they have to be gone a certain amount of time. Yeah, which is, yeah. Um, so ultimately they end up finding the young lady Sunday morning um, in the hotel in an area that's no longer used inside of a freezer, inside of a freezer, um, and she was deceased. And so now the story has been like, well, what happened to her? Um, during the party, there was a Facebook Live video that was posted, um, and it showed a young lady with some dark glasses on, but like a reflection in it. And it was about five to seven minutes of audio and video, and the Internet had went nuts. It went CSI mode. They crowds, right. crowdfunded a, a, a missing person and murder investigation. And it got, it got me intrigued. Like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stop looking at it. Like, well, in, one, in three minutes and ten seconds, you can hear somebody scream and say, somebody help me. Sound like somebody said, help me. And when, I, when, I, when you're going through listening for it, I'm like, damn, you do I sound like somebody said, help me. Then you can hear somebody in the, in the back say, Posi- possibly, allegedly say, let her up or something like that. So the story was her quote-unquote friends set her up to be raped, and some guys raped her and then threw her like in the freezer downstairs. So that was the initial story that went right. out. And then like the next day, screenshots of text messages about blurry. I mean, I won't say this blurry Android text messages <laughs> went out saying like, um, yo, you want to make some money? I got this girl. I want to set her up to get raped or some shit. Like, I mean, it was very blatant. Like, who talks like, I don't know. It could be real, could be fake. We'll never know. Uh, yeah, we'll never know, you know. And so that just came up. So when people kept telling me, like, I think such and such set her up, and then they was looking at reflections in glasses, and when was the last time she was seen, and there's a lot of information out there. And I'm thinking, like, where are y'all getting this information from, and why are y'all so sure this is exactly what happened? I can't turn away from it, but then... Like yesterday, a video comes out from a, a gentleman saying that he's a Chicago activist and or what have you. And he says he's seen a video. He talked with the police. He talked to the detectives. He talked with the hotel. And he's watched the video. And he said he saw the video. He saw the young girl stumble down the hallway. Uh, he's seen her come off the elevator. So he said what he thinks is, is possibly maybe... She hit the wrong button on the wrong floor, or maybe the button was already pressed. But she says he looks like she is under the influence of something. Yeah, now, we don't. She know. was stumbling around. Yeah. Now we don't know if that was by choice. Did someone spike her drink? Did someone give her something to make her, you know, go that route? They just right. know from what he said that 
she was stumbling. Got off the elevator, and he said he went to, like, four different rooms. So, like, went to one of these bathrooms, came right back out, went to another room, came back out. It looked as if she was looking to get back to where she thought was familiar. So I'm just going to the room, oh, shit, this is not the right room, this is not the right room. Now, granted, this is not my narrative because I haven't seen the video. I'm just explaining what the person said. And he went into the room with the freezer. And inside of that room, when that, in that big room is a big freezer, there's another room, which is a freezer. And she went in there, and then she never came back out. So there's some debate on whether the freezer was on, whether the freezer was off. And this area of the hotel room is not is not used. Uh, so I don't know why the freezer would be on if it's not used. Or right. There's just a lot of holes in the case. And as much as people like to think they know what's going on, just because you watch CSI, just because you watch SVU, doesn't make you a fucking detective. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't. And your theories do not bring closure and help this family at the end of the day. Because all the facts that we do know is that this young lady is dead. She's never going back home to her friends and families, loved ones. Like, that's that's not going to happen. They're never... They're never going to find out the true story or the whole story. Everything that we're going to get from this point is shit that's going to get pieced together. And even if the police do an investigation, like uh, a police investigation isn't going to give you every single aspect of the story. Might get it. Somebody always talk. And this, I mean, there was damn near 30. It was, it was a lot of people in that room, yeah. in that hotel room. Somebody's going to talk. And they actually have been talking. The police have actually been doing a really good job because the police are not saying anything. It's everybody else who's saying. Right. So I watched the video yesterday about the guy talking about he's seen the video and all the other good stuff. And then a couple hours later, the mom and the sister come out like, because he said that they showed the mom and the sister the video, like, we ain't seen no video. We don't know what this nigga talking about. And it's like, well, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. Like, this was very convincing. Like, I, this was like a 20-minute YouTube mean video joint on Facebook. Like, this was very convincing. And he's like, all this video is going to come out, and this is what we saw. And so we don't know what happened prior to that video. If if she was possibly raped, if she was possibly drugged, we just saw, we didn't see anybody take her into the freezer. But then the mom come out like, no, I ain't seen nothing. Daughter say she not believing everything a little suspicious and fishy. Like, damn. So I thought that was it, right? Right. And while we sitting here. Um, about 30 minutes ago, I get a picture of a steal from the video, a alleged video of a young girl looking kind of groggy, walking through the hallway in black and white, appearing to be dressed like the picture of her from that night. But there are a lot of a lot of discrepancies. It looks like a larger woman. The the attire is close, but it doesn't necessarily look yeah. the same. And the, and, caption, and the caption said, let me read this caption. And we don't know if that picture was blown up, like what, what may be different, what may have changed. Because, you know, pictures get distorted. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And especially like security cameras. Once you start blowing it up, you know, getting a, trying to get a better look at people's faces, yeah. it's not the same as what, what they have there on the camera. So this picture said, wake up, people. The girl in the video is not the same girl in the hallway. I did not want to say much on the situation because you need, I need you black people to use your brain. You don't get that big in a matter of hours. Social media is part of the cover-up also. 
So, man, this is what the, the downfalls of crowdfunding uh, a missing person murder investigation is. You've got a lot of different opinions, and the more popular you are on social media, the more chance of your opinion being heard right. and influencing others. And whoever, so just as if, just as if you, is this is the first time you've ever heard of this story or whatever, how I narrated it is how you're going to explain it to somebody else. Right. It's going to sound like, you know what I mean? But I mean, it's the old theory of like telephone. If I tell you something and then you tell somebody else, the story is going to change, change over time. We could all be sitting in the same room. By the time it gets to the fourth or fifth person, it's not the story that I gave you. Yeah, man. I mean, this is just this is just really sad, man. Because this young girl was nineteen years old, a baby, um, ain't even ain't even really had a chance to live her life. My nephew just turned eighteen. Like this, and and in all honesty, this shit sounds horrible. If I would have started early, this girl's young, old enough to be young enough to be my daughter, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, shit. Yeah. If I'd have had a baby at sixteen, this could be my daughter. Which could have easily happened. Yeah. So it definitely could happen. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there, there's no good. The thing about it, like, regardless of what we try and piece together, whatever the Chicago Police Department is able to piece together. And we talked about closure earlier in the episode. Like, I hope her family gets some type of closure once the a thorough investigation is done. What does not help is the internet, social media, people in their own theories. Yeah. It's like you all don't work for the police department. You know what I'm saying? They they unless you find like some type of amazing break in this case, so, it's just your theory. So that's what it, the, the begs the question, social media and crowdfunding, is it good or is it bad? Because I think it's just useless. I don't know. I, I I literally don't know because there definitely have been cases that have been broke and information found online that actually led to something tangible. So remember last year when um, the Dallas shooting happened? Yeah. And social media um, basically explained that the person they said was the actual shooter was Wasn't not the shooter. The shooter. And right. that was strictly people on the Internet be like, hold on, fam. We just examined this video and we just seen my man give – his gun to the police. This can't be the shooter because here, here go a timestamp, here go this, here that. So social media, like, help that situation, right? Right. Um, if something happened to me, this is a double-edged sword. I want as many eyes looking at it as possible. However, I don't want no spectacle. You know what I'm saying? I don't want people making. But you can't choose what it's going to be. I know. Like, it, it's going to turn into its own it's a snow. It's a snowball going down a mountain. It's gonna turn into something bigger than what it started at as soon as it hits the bottom. Um, so I, I guess we need to have some kind of rules with social media, man. Like it's individual. Now, I mean, there's not gonna be a, a, a internet wide rule, but just certain things that before we start posting, we need to like sit on this information and kind of like, for lack of a better term, fact check some shit you can't quote unquote fact check. But like, let's just not spread everything as soon as we see it. I think sometimes, like, certain subjects don't get the integrity and the respect that they deserve. Yeah. And this is just one of those subjects. Because, you know, all the speculation at the end of the day, this is still a person. Mm. Like, it may not be your family member, but it's still somebody's family member. It's somebody that they care and give a fuck about and respect. And, you know, are people doing this to gain popularity and notoriety or are they doing this to actually like try and try and help? Because I've seen 
people come up with with rap songs in regards to the situation. This song? Yeah. Mm. I mean, in regards to this murder, yes. Jesus Christ. You know, I've seen other people, you know, I knew, you know, I catch my baby daddy up and shit all the time. I can I can find it. I I'll be able to investigate this whole thing. Like this ain't this ain't catching Ray Ray cheating. This is talking about like this is a murder. Mm. This is a murder investigation. Somebody lost their life at the end of the day. And you being a crime scene you being a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter crime scene investigator ain't gonna help this situation. Not none. Man, it's tough, man. Um Jesus, that's tough. Um so oftentimes, and this is real life, right? Because it almost seemed like a a movie or just some shit. Like, we got to take in consideration this is real life. So I saw a lot of posts on Wednesday and Thursday night, people going on Facebook Live, like, all right, y'all, let's just talk about this. Like, And it was almost like, and not in a joking matter, but it just wasn't really, really, like, serious or whatever, right? Yeah. And then, you know, some people say, well, y'all doing this for views and likes. Everything that's not done for views and likes, but it still may be done. Some things just need, like you said, it's a certain level of integrity that needs to go with certain things. And I just don't see that, man. Not everybody need to hear your opinion and your theory about every motherfucking thing yeah. that you come up with. Because sometimes don't nobody give a fuck about it but you. And, Plain and simple. And all the time, you're not even giving your opinion. You're giving the opinion that you heard earlier. Yeah, and saying it, an opinion that somebody else gave to you. Now you just want to be the mouthpiece for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, yeah, for sure. We, I so, mean, just, we can just equate this to some something as simple as us. You know, we're getting to a point where, like, now people look for us for certain opinions that that we have a voice. But like when we first started Shop Talk Podcast, we can tell you all about the times we get five, ten listens in a fucking week, mm-hmm. and was. Like bumping our heads up against the ceiling, like what can we do to get more? Like, if you don't, I don't know. I don't know a good way to put it. Like, the platform of social media, everything. Like, we've gotten so used and so comfortable with sharing our opinions, sharing our thoughts, sharing every aspect of our life that we think these likes equate to something important. We think that just because we post it, people should care about it or people should like it or people should give it some some semblance of importance. Sometimes, like, n- not saying nothing might be the best result. You know, not everything needs to be talked about. Not ed- Not everything needs to be said. 100%. I'm trying to look for this damn quote, man. Essentially, like, everybody has an opinion, and everybody's entitled to that opinion. But everybody's opinion isn't backed up by experience, research, and know-how. And that's what really is an, an informed opinion is about. Yes, you can have an opinion, but if nothing, if there's no substance behind it, then it has little to no value. So. Yeah. Um. I just pray for this family, man. As a father, you know, a lot of this shit that's been going on in the world scares me. Not only this young lady, but we also had the the eight-year-old boy that was mm. attempted to be lynched. Uh, I think, what was that, New Hampshire, if I'm correct? Uh, a white teen attempts to lynch an eight-year-old black boy in New Hampshire. Yeah. And when I read headlines like that shit, like just as a human, but even even more so as a father, like I could just give me my M doc number now. 
you know, sign me up, throw me in the bottom of the jail because something happened to one of something happened to to one of mine's. I ain't gonna be no good, and I'm gonna be out here on a spree, a killing spree. I don't even know how that. I don't know how. I'm I'm nervous for like you know what I'm saying my nephew 18 years old. You gonna want to go to parties and hang out? He do. You know what I'm saying? He just gonna want to live his life. Yeah. What you should be able to do as a young man. And I'm nervous. You know what I'm saying? He went to Harrison Farmington High Farmington. So his uh. Different demographic who you hanging out with. Yeah, you know different I mean? social circle completely. Different social circle completely, and I'd be worried. You know what I'm saying? Not just on, on, on multiple different levels, because different social circles do different type of drugs, do different type of games, do different type of things, and people have different type of motives. And and then when the police come, uh, they got a different type of story. Yeah. And, I mean, I was young before. I mean, everybody was like, at 18 years old, like, you think you grown. Yeah. Shit before then, I thought I was grown doing shit that my parents ain't ne- didn't know nothing about. One grown worth shit. You Still had a curfew. But so I just be I be weary, man, because things are a little bit different nowadays, man. And the internet is a is a beast out here, man. And I just don't know where the internet should stop and real life and real people and real interactions should take place. Like, what should we? We should. Technology has essentially separated us. Human interaction becomes, you know, less and less while technology becomes stronger. These iPhones keep us, you know, set like we're connected through social media, but like we're really separate from one another. Um, it's a double-edged sword because it, it will separate the people who are closest to you and bring you closer to the people who are further away from you, if that makes sense. It does. I got family in California. I got family everywhere. Well, I feel closer to them because I can reach out and talk to them and touch them. But when you got people in the room with you that you're not talking to because you talk, you communicating with somebody somewhere else. That's like that's a weird man. Uh, my uh, camera at the crib just went off. In motion at my front door. So. Uh, I say somebody trying to break in. Like we we need to <laughs> we need to get a benediction early. In motion at my front door. I just to check make sure everything's all right. Okay. Yeah, I'll just keep that up for a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just in case they come back. Yeah, turn uh, man, if let me turn the lights on from my phone. Now, see, this is technology. I can turn the lights on from the crib and shit. And I got cameras. Don't have me kill you. Uh, scratch that from the episode. Yes. <laughs> Not good timing with that yeah. shit. Not good timing with that shit. Look, you know, I don't try and get deeply religious with shit, but... And that was probably like a bad sentence to set that up. I'll try and get deeply religious with things, but like we in a we're in an ugly time, a ugly a ugly state as a country. And man, I I pray for my babies every day when they walk out the door that they come back home to me and their mother. Uh, I just pray that you know that this family finds close that both these families find some level of closure and the support that they need because even when they find out, even if they find the suspects, even if, you know, they bring a closure to this case, after the case is all said and done, these are real people going back home with real feelings, real emotions, and now some really, some real shit to deal with. And things are, things are going to be different and empty in their lives in some regards. Even though this young man was not killed, this eight-year-old boy, the scars that he's going to have to live with for the rest of his life are, are going to be serious. 
even if they find closure for this family of the young lady that died in Chicago, the scars that her family is now going to have to live with for the rest of their life is real. Also, on the note, man, I don't know how much of this information I should share on social media. I don't share none of it, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when that it comes head, to shit like this, I don't share. When that headline, when I see that and it gets shared to me, I'm not reposting that shit. I don't want to give that information to nobody else. Like it's a it's a thin line of what do you share because granted I want people to know that these type of things happen, but that's a it's a certain negative energy that that's attached to that. And if, I forget what the um a quote said, it said if somebody shot an arrow at me and it missed me, why would you pick it up and stick it in my back? Right. Like that 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 energy never came to me. Why would you pick it up purposely and give it to me? Like this shit missed me. And I don't want to share certain things, man, because I don't want to put that negative energy there. I don't want the right. I don't want the wrong person to see it. And now you got the idea. Where would a where would a kid get the idea of, of, of hanging or lynching somebody from? That's not a regular te- family. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> learn behavior. Ooh, man, just trying trying in tough times we live in. Look, we live in a world where racial tensions are at an all time high. We have a reality TV star as our president. We got entertainers that are talking about running for specific offices with no no type of background, no no political background or backing. Like, look, fam, I believe Jesus is coming back, plain and simple. You can't tell me nothing different. If Kid Rock run for Senate, Kanye West might as well run for president. No, the Rock running for president. I heard. I heard. Like, I literally heard yeah, that. I know some more shit I, I got off of social media. Shit, I might be right about in in another year or two from now. If the, you know, how many years? Three. We still got three more years of forty five, three and a half. Yeah. If he makes it that long, he fuck around being that bitch eight years. I pray. My, my God, don't work like that. Some gonna. Ha- I don't know what's gonna happen, but something got to give. My God, don't work like that. Yeah, man. So just taking consideration, man. What you share, um, everything can be crowdfunded. You know what I'm saying? Everything can be crowdsourced. Uh, murder investigations, um, that's not one of them. Granted, if some shit ever happened to me, I want all y'all niggas to figure that shit out really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I said all that to say this. I know that's that's the exact that's opposite. That's a terrible way to end shit. I know, but uh, in real life, uh, I need all you niggas to figure it out. Because you know I'm the conspiracy man. It, it was probably the government, whatever it was. They going to re- rewind this tape and shit like when a nigga said it was the government. It was. It was B613. Okay. And you don't know what B613 is. So. Nah, man. Is is it a wrestling faction? Nah, they, do they wrestle in New Japan or Ring of Honor? Hey, man, check B613 if anything ever happened. Damn, never mind. Famous last words and shit. Right. They've been playing this shit on, on the internet for weeks at a time. All right, man. Uh, what's, what, you got, what you got going up this week, man? <laughs> I don't have nothing going on this week, man. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I made it through another week. We made it through episode number 64. Five. Yeah, 65. Yeah, damn. Um, you know, I'm going to try and make it out to a Punchline to check you out tomorrow. Uh, That's one half. One half of Shop Talk Podcast. Yeah. Uh, like we got to have Brittany uh, up here so we can do our – so email us, DM us, send us your sex questions because we're going to have a sex episode with hopefully – our, our resident sex expert, mm-hmm. and we're going to get live and answer some things that you may not even want to know about us, but we're going to answer the questions, so please send them in. Shoptalkpodcast at gmail.com. 
or you can DM. Uh, the social media shit is the same every week. Dame going wild, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat for now. I think I'm about to give up Snap forever and ever. I'll be forgetting to go in there and check it out. Yeah, but Dame going wild. You can email us. You can and it's Dame going wild at gmail.com in case you ever want to reach out. But you can uh, email us and we'll answer your questions right here live on Shop Talk Podcast and have a really good ass time. For sure, man. Um, if you're listening, to, I'm posting this up. So today, um, between four and seven, I'll be out at uh, shop, shop talk. I'll be out at um, <laughs> Punchline Punch Comedy, Comedy Club Lounge and uh, doing a battle with a sexist event. It'll be myself, uh, Miss Melody Fresh, uh, the Elmatic View, and Talking Shit Zoe, um, hosted and brought together by B Risque, Brittany. Shout out to her. And um, it's going to be a lot of fun and games and questions and interactive and food. And you better represent us well. And, um, Raffle mm-hmm. tickets for prizes and all that good shit, man. So come out, support your man. You getting washed? Uh, washed? Mm, probably not washed. I'll have a drink or two. Okay. Um, the, oh, forgot to ask. Uh, tomorrow or today, when they listen to Triple G versus Canelo, is going down. Who you taking? I'm taking Canelo. How? Knockout. It's not going. I'm going around eight rounds. Eight rounds? Okay. I think this fight will end in a knockout. If it does not end in a knockout, I'm going with Canelo, 12-round decision. Okay. Unanimous. We I'm, agree on something. I think Triple G can definitely win and can definitely knock uh, him out. But I just don't think it's going to happen tomorrow. Not tomorrow. So I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jane Dane. Peace. Oh, shit. Did y'all see that wrestling pick? That shit, was <laughs> shit is fucking classy. Though. We we took a the old school pick of Doom. Yeah, Butch Reed and Ron Simmons with Teddy Long as their manager with the do rag with the cape out. I gotta find a picture of Jane Dane, and we gonna that's gonna that's gonna be the shit. Okay, All we'll right. find one. Yeah, till next week. Peace. <laughs>